Hello. Forgiveness. Sounds easy, doesn't it? But oftentimes, it's harder than we care to admit. In fact, sometimes all we need is a little help, a little nudge, a a little plan to help us get started. Well, in part two of our Freedom of Forgiveness series, we're going to share with you some simple steps to forgiveness that can help you achieve the freedom you desire. That's what's coming up today on the Renewed You Podcast. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Thanks for joining us on the Renewed You Podcast. We're here to help you discover how mental, physical, and spiritual health combine to help you live your best life. We want to give you hope, tools, and encouragement because the world needs a renewed you. Now, here's your host, John Ewell. Hello and welcome to part two of our Freedom of Forgiveness series. I'm glad that you've come back with us. Um, In this episode, like we said, we're going to talk about some steps that anyone can take uh, to to process from pain to forgiveness. And uh, I've got my dad with me today who's going to help us with that. How are you doing, Dad? I'm doing great. Thanks for for coming back. Um, Dad, I've asked you to do this series with me because um, I know in your life you've experienced lots of people hurting you and processing through forgiveness. And that's been a big journey of your life. Right. It has. And so you've got some expertise to speak to this from. And, um, so I'm just glad that, that you are, are with me today. Um, so let's, let's talk about how people can actually put forgiveness into practice. So they move away from pain to um, um, freedom. Uh, I'm blessed. I am blessed in that you are more than my dad. Um, You're one of my closest friends. I know not every kid can say that, Mm -hmm. Um, but I am blessed because in some of the darkest points of my life, I always knew I could call on you. And there are a few other people in my life, but definitely you're in that, that, that mode. Um, how important do you think it is uh, for people to get others involved in the process of, of forgiveness and who might that be? Well, I, it's very important. Uh, I, I look back at my journey through various times of working through the pain of being hurt and the willingness to work, work through forgiveness of course, my, my first confidant was the Lord himself in talking in prayer. And oftentimes that's where he revealed my heart and my unforgiveness in my times of prayer and devotion with him. And so he would sort of bring it to the surface and then show me the, uh, the pain as well as the impurity that it was bringing to me, uh, the, the inflicted pain. I think we talked a little bit about that last time about how that uh, unforgiveness can be self-inflicting pain upon ourselves, you know. And then uh, being willing to uh, bring someone else into the circle, someone that perhaps we can trust and know that cares about us enough to help us walk through that journey. I just spent a couple of days recently with a a fellow brother in um, Georgia. I was back there for a conference, and I spent a couple of days with him who's a, a... professional counselor but also a very spirit-filled man and uh, he really helped me in processing through some some 
pain and trauma, even of your mom uh, not being with me any longer, going to be with, uh, with the Lord in heaven. And so bringing others into the mix who you can trust and who has your interests at heart is certainly a, a, a important starting point. It is because hurt usually doesn't involve just one person. It involves somebody else, at least. Um, somebody else hurts you or, or whatever. So if it takes two to tango, yeah. oftentimes it, it, it takes two to heal. Um, more more like an accountability person. Um, I love to work out, so I go to the gym regularly. Uh, but I enjoy it so much more when I have a gym buddy with me. You know, somebody who can encourage me and and uh, help me with that. And I think that we could call the kind of person that you and I are talking about right here um, a foxhole friend. Yeah. Um, someone who's going to get in there with us. Right. Um, what would so let's let's pack that unpack that a little bit. What would be some good a couple of good characteristics of a foxhole friend? Well, certainly someone who themselves have processed through forgiveness. Uh, yeah. Uh, they can identify with the journey. They can help you work through issues that you have to work through. Uh, so in other words, uh, they, you know, are, are more than just a confidant and a friend. They can help guide you yeah. and help work with you and encourage you through the processing of, uh, you know, unpacking the pain and, and processing through that state of real freedom of forgiveness that we all want. We want to be free from that bondage that unforgiveness holds, holds us captive in. So I think that's a starting point, uh, particularly if, if it's somebody that you know you can trust and they care about you enough to even open up themselves and say, hey, I've, I've been there. I, yeah. I, know, I, I know what's involved um, and can help you uh, walk side by side with you in it. Yeah. Because that person's going to want what's best for you, and they're going to realize that right. unforgiveness is only is really hurting you more than it is anybody and, else. And the truth is, once you've processed through, it, it sort of like goes back to the very basic. Once we are, are once we come to Christ, and and He frees us of our sins and forgives us of our sins, we want to tell others about the good news. That's the good news yeah. of Jesus, that God forgives everybody who who will acknowledge their need for it and 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 ask for it. And once you have processed through, again, this um, journey to healing and freedom uh, by forgiving others, uh, you want other people to experience that same freedom and joy, too. So, you know, you're, you're certainly their advocate in the processing, and you're, you're with them, you know, cheering them on, encouraging them, uh, because you want them to experience freedom that you've experienced. No doubt. Um you know, when you've got somebody in a foxhole, that's when you find out who your real friends are. Um, fake friends are going to run whenever the fight's strong. Right. But foxhole friends are there with you. Um, but I think it's important, like you said, that they they have processed through forgiveness because um, at some point a foxhole friend is going to try is going to be there to help pull you out mm-hmm. of of the foxhole. And uh, I've met people. I've been here myself at times in my life where um, I could have just stayed right there in the foxhole, but having that friend was able to help me. And um, 
I think those are good things things to look for. So today I told everybody that we were going to deal with some, some simple steps. So let's dive into it. Um, what, what would, what, what would be a good place for people to start? Well, you always have to get real, get honest with yourself. Get real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, you, you have to be willing to pull the curtain back, look at, look at the pain, look at it raw as it is, as hurtful as it is, and get honest with where you're at in the processing and make a determination whether you want to continue to live there or whether you truly want freedom. And so honesty is important. That's why, again, the person you bring into this foxhole with you has to be willing to be honest to maybe even sharing their journey to help you know how to navigate your own. But honesty is the key. Um, um, being willing to, um, again, get, get everything out on the table, if you will, and the good, the bad, the ugly, and realizing that uh, in spite of it all, the Lord is here. He has a purpose to help bring us through through it if we'll look to him and, and ask for his help. So acknowledging what happened is important um, and dealing with the reality of the, the depth of that pain. Don't minimize it. We talked about some of this last time. Um, and uh, being willing to look at it full-blown right in the face, as ugly and hurtful as it is, and uh, that's the starting point. Yeah, because I think when we're in this phase of getting honest with ourselves, um, it's really it can be easy to try to minimize things to make them easier easier for us to deal with. You know, we don't we, we keep everything very surface instead of really digging down into the the lower issues um, underneath the pain that makes forgiveness um, hard, you know? Um, so I like that. So got to acknowledge what, what happened. And so what would be something yeah. else? And, and, and again, uh, some way express it. You've got to talk it out. You, you can't just think about it. You got to express it some way, either talking it out, writing it down. Um, you know, some, I, I know the, the gentleman that I mentioned, I had spent some time with, we did some role playing, if you will. We did some, uh, uh, acting some things out, demonstrating some things to help process through uh, the emotional hang-up or the emotional uh, um, bondage that a, per- that a person may be in because of something traumatic that happened to them. Uh, so in other words, we've we got we to some way get it out there, get, it, get engaged with it, talk about it, um, express it some way so that it, it's there before us. It's, it's visual. What about someone who who may be listening who they're not a talkative person and maybe they feel like oh I, j- I can just handle this all internally. Uh, why why is using our mouth getting it out why is that so important? <laughs> well, um actually in, in everything everything in our world is constructed and ruled by our words. Yeah. Uh, now we may we think our thoughts are really words unexpressed and I can just think about something or I can articulate, I can speak it. There's something that happens, um, biologically when we verbalize something, um, not only our, you know, the Bible talks about that we can speak life. Our words can, can, can bring life to someone. Uh, but they also not only do they go out of our mouth with that essence of of emotion, 
that also goes into our body and begins to biologically affect our body to bring to the process of healing the hurt and the pain internally. Because when you say something, you're getting it out there. It's like, you know, um, it, it's not just in, a, in, a, in an image in your mind. You've got to, it's real now. You've spoken it. You've made yeah. it known, right? And uh, so that is, there's power in words. And the, when we can speak something, we're releasing, and it can be positive or negative, but in this case, we want to begin to get it out there so we can see the rawness of it, the, the, the real emotion of it, and make it tangible and real. It's not just something I'm living with by myself in my mind, but I'm speaking it out with this confident, with this foxhole friend, and it's, it becomes tangible now because I'm talking about it, and I can now begin to work with it because I've got it out of me into this visible or tangible realm that yeah. we live in to process through it. So emotionally, biologically, spiritually, words are very, very powerful. And uh, whether you write them down, whether you speak them out, whatever, you've got to get it out of yourself. You've got to begin to get this emotion of the pain and the trauma out there so you can deal with it. Uh, that's a key word, though, emotion. Um, because anytime we are offended or we're um, wronged, I think some, I don't think we really think about there is emotion tied to that. And so dealing with the emotion is, is really important um, as far as in breaking that chain, if you mm -hmm. will, so we can, can forgive. Um, but I've met some people, man, they, they get to this emotion thing and they just keep going and going and going. And it's like, I keep thinking, are you ever going to stop? you know, yeah. wallowing, right. you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and again, there's where having somebody in the process with you is helpful because you can get, uh, it's almost like you can get lost in the forest and can't see the trees type yeah. thing. And these are real. You've been living with them for a while. They do have an impact on you and you're, you're getting them out there, but you can still get lost in the whole negativity of it all and just not not be able to start processing through it like you need to to find the healing that that is there and so um having someone with you in the process is very helpful because they can encourage you to move beyond just the self-infliction of self-inflicting context there but we've got it out here now you know what 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 does the lord want us to do with this what what would be the right thing to do to move beyond this right yeah. so that's significant that's good well, I think the next thing is once once we get honest with ourselves, um, we got to sort our feelings. Yeah. Again, feelings are tied to it. Um, right. I like how you said write things down, and I would encourage everyone. I do this now. Um, be very specific. Write down the name of the person that offended you. Right. Write down what happened. Get it all out there. Yeah. Look at it. You know. Um. So so you can deal with it. Right. Um. And as you're looking at that it's going to trigger those emotions on the inside and we need to be honest you know how did this make you feel right um what has this done to you since that since this event occurred um and then ask yourselves what are you going to do with that pain right because that pain is going to become something or that emotion is going to become something the longer that you allow it to fester um you know, so I think a good question to ask yourself is what do you want it to become? Do you want it to become anger? Mm -hmm. 
and become an angry person. Right. Um, do you want it to turn into resentment and become a resentful person? Do you want, do you want it to become a weakness in your life um, to where it hinders you moving forward? You know, if, if someone has hurt you in the area of relationships and you hold on to that unforgiveness, do you want relationships to now be a weakness in your life? We can't survive without relationships. We're created for them, but we're not just created to have a bunch of friends on Facebook or TikTok, or we're actually created to have people that are in the foxholes with us. That's what we need. Right. But sometimes if we don't deal with the, these issues, we can't get to those levels uh, of friendship. So do you, right. do you want it to become right. a weakness? Yeah. Um, are you willing to learn that by dealing with it, you actually, it actually gives you the opportunity to turn something that weakened you into a strength right? going forward? Because we've all been wronged more than one time. It's not like it happens once, you know? Sure. We're going to get wronged again. So learning the process of forgiveness actually makes forgiveness a strength for us moving forward um, so that we're able to process through those things more quickly. So I would encourage people to write it down, deal with, ask yourself, how did it make you feel? Um, And then, you know, what are you going to do with the pain? Um, In that, I I would also say, look at your life. How has this affected you? And what I mean by that is look around you. Mm -hmm. Has this affected your family? Has it affected your relationship with your spouse? with your kids. Um, I know that that was an eye opening deal for me. Uh, I was going through something one time and to have my kids come to me and say, one of my kids came to me and said, dad, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Sure. And so it was affecting my relationship with them. Um, you need to be honest with that. Right. Because at that point now the, the one who has been offended or wronged, has now become the one who is offending and the right. one who is doing wrong. Right. And so we got to be honest with that. Um, do, do we need to deal with, with some of that? Um, and then I, I, I think one of the things I learned from a counselor one time was always look for a hook. Mm-hmm. Look for this thing that, that, that keeps you tied to uh, whatever that, that issue is. What's, um, what is the real reason why you're not willing to move forward? Mm-hmm. If we're holding unforgiveness, there's a reason. Right. There's a reason we're not willing to let this go. Be honest. Dig down. Why? Mm-hmm. What is it? Um, because that that's something that you need to deal with. Um, and usually when I've experienced this hook of unforgiveness, there is a byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. And that is that I'm constantly replaying it in my mind. Like just, I hear the person's name or whatever and boom, it just kicks that sports center reel in my head. And again, I'm talking in my mind. I'm, I'm, and I, I feel those emotions rising again, you know, um, that's a good question. I think, Mm -hmm. why am I wanting to do this to myself? Um, and all of that stuff is great to write out. That's why I, I am a strong proponent of journaling, mm-hmm. but I know journals can be, can be over overwhelming, but at least writing stuff down on paper where you can see it and deal with it. Right. Um, I think is really important. So get honest with yourself, 
start with your feelings. Um, the next one is really challenging. So I'm going to let you talk about that one. What's the next step once you've written it down? Well, trying to empathize with the person who hurt you. Ah, yeah. I know this is true, but yeah. man, this is so hard. Yeah. Uh, what are they feeling too? What has this inflicted upon them and not yeah. just you? Because there is, as you said, takes two to tango. And uh, I think this is where the sense of, of, of mercy and compassion that Jesus talked about comes to play. Yeah. Um, that we begin to uh, look at the impact this is not only having on me, but, but again, my relationship with that other person or just that other person's uh, uh, well-being, right? Um, there's whole processes here that I think that sometimes the Bible is very clear. We are, we are, we are, we are connected. And in the parable, I think we've talked about earlier about Jesus, uh, um, you know, the, the man who forgave a great debt and then he sent the guy out to collect money and he wasn't willing to forgive the smaller debt. And then the impact that that had upon him eventually being in, thrown into prison. Right. Uh, and even holding that other person prisoner because he was unwilling to uh, forgive uh, that we are, we are connected and, and we, we know that this whole epigenetics, this, this new science is coming out, new biology is uh, if you look into it, uh, it, it really has a very biblical base to it because um, uh, what what we say not only affects us, it affects somebody else. And uh, the way to reverse that is, again, to know that in this connected state, not only do I want freedom, but you know I need to care that he or she gets set free as well. And certainly we can start that process. But uh, when I can turn away from just my own sense of self-inflicted pain and realize that this has affected someone else too and really want them to experience a sense of freedom, uh, you're really in a win-win situation. Um, because quite often, uh, from God's perspective, it's uh, you know not so much what happened to you, but what are you doing that's affecting the other person? In fact, Jesus says, if you don't forgive, you can't be forgiven. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty pretty blunt. But the point is, if we get to a point where we begin to empathize and really care about the well-being of the other person, um, we're really in a state of, of processing through that healing because, again, we're not just being self-consumed ourselves, but we're concerned about seeing that other person restored, particularly if, if it's somebody in a family member. It's amazing yeah. how many families are, are are torn apart because one won't forgive the other and we're not concerned about finding reconciliation and wholeness and so we just live in this constant dysfunctional state of pain and hurt that we're inflicting on each other which certainly is is not uh, good at all certainly in a physical or spiritual sense um, so beginning to look through the other person's eyes and beginning to be concerned about them as well as yourself and how it may have affected them and their relationship with you as well as your relationship with them. I think that's important because um, flipping the lens, which is what we're talking, what how I say it, flip the lens that you're viewing the situation from. Um, you know, why 
what might have happened before that caused this person to do this, you know? Right. What what are, what might they be dealing with? Right. All of that helps get the focus off of ourselves and off of our own pain. Right. Um, yeah. I, don't you think that's, 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 that that's so key. Yeah. I remember early on in my ministry, I was reading a book by a, he was a minister, but he was a, a clinical psychologist as well. And, uh, he wrote in the context of uh, when, when, when something happens, there's a reason there's a why to the what, right? Yeah. So why did they respond that way? Why did they do that? If you don't just, uh, stop with the impact of what it, the effect it had upon you, but you say, I wonder what caused them to do that. What's working beneath the, the surface that caused them to do that. It begins to shift again, shift the focus away from you and your pain to trying to find a, a, a cause for the effect that you've experienced that they may need help with, right? And so if we can understand that there's a reason for everything yeah. and everything has a root, everything has a, uh, um, uh, the cause and effect principle um, and begin to look from their perspective and help to find the reason why they did that or said that can again help to process through healing and give you more empathy for that person because uh maybe they were maybe they just were trite with you and hadn't made an off-the-cuff statement because uh you know they maybe they just found out they have cancer maybe they they just found out their wife their wife has left them i mean and so they 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 got all these emotions going off in them and they just respond almost in a in a um, insensitive way and it may afflict you with a sense of hurt but the real hurt maybe is what's causing them to say that, what's causing them to respond that way, right? And so, again, and that's not always easy to look into because you have to be willing to sort of set your feelings aside and begin to probe, you know, them and find out where they're at and to care about them as well as yourself. But that's really where real relationship comes from and real wholeness comes from, that we care enough about each other to walk in their shoes, so to speak. And uh, it takes the grace of God uh, really to do that. But we have that ability, if we'll choose to take it, to put ourselves in their position, try and find out what's really causing the the response that inflicted the pain upon you. And in so doing, help them find freedom as well as yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think all of this is groundwork Mm -hmm. to get us to the point to where we can can actually go go through the through with forgiveness. you know, so we've said, you know, get a foxhole friend, um, get honest with yourself, sort your feelings, empathize with the other person, write all of this down. Right. Let me tell you why I think that is so important because n- when you have it written down and you can look at it, now you know what you're going to, what you're going to let go. Right. What you're going to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's important to do that. I do this myself. A counselor taught me to do it. Mm-hmm. And, but writing it down isn't enough. Right. The next step is throwing away, right. getting rid of it, getting rid of it. And where you get rid of it is incredibly important. Right. Um, you don't want to throw it away in a trash can in your house. Why? Cause it's yeah. really easy it's to really go easy and pull it back pull out. It. That's true. And that's not, 
going to help us with forgiveness. Right. So, you, you know, get rid of it. Throw it in a fire. Right. Um, you know, I know some some people, they take them out and they make crosses and nail things to crosses. Yeah. Or yeah. I'm not saying you, yeah, gotta, or, you do not have to do that, but yeah. you do need to get rid of it some way yeah. physically of saying to yourself, I'm getting rid of this. Because when you write it down, mm-hmm. now suddenly this this uh, thing that has happened to you that seems to be overwhelming you mm-hmm. is now suddenly something you can control. Right. You now get to determine. You get to determine what's know, coming. Yeah. yeah um, we can't control what happens to us, but right. we can control what comes through us, how yeah. we deal with stuff. And I think that's why writing it down is so mm-hmm. important because now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm either going to keep this thing in pristine condition where I can read it all yeah. the time yeah, or I'm, I'm done with this. I'm ready to let this go. So throw yeah. it away, burn it, do something, realize that it actually is helpful to take a, an emotional experience and put it in a physical space. Right. Right. Um, I have had many times where I, I do journal and I go through seasons where I don't journal and seasons where I journal deeply. And, um, there have been many times where I write things that I'm thinking and nobody else needs to hear these. Mm-hmm. Nobody else needs to see these. Right. Um, in our world today where everything is out there and open, um, sometimes that is not helpful, man. There, there are some times that, um, you need to deal with stuff, but deal with it and, and not just launder it out there. But I mean, there's been times where I've written things about people or Mm -hmm. things I wanted to say to somebody as I'm processing through this. And then I rip it out of the journal and I burn it or I throw it away somewhere where I can't go get it. Right. Again. Shred it. Yeah. Do something with it to, to truly, truly get rid of it. Right. In a state that you can't be recalled, it can't be recovered is important. Yeah. I agree. Um, so I think that's, that's important for people that are struggling with forgiveness um, to, to put it in a place where they can control it. Um, but then you got to go to the next step. Mm-hmm. I would encourage people Again, I do this. Write out a note or a letter of forgiveness. Right. To the person. Right. And now you're going to list what they did that you're forgiving them of. Mm -hmm. And be specific with it. And know that that is is a way of finalizing that event. Um, You don't have to send it to the person. But if God tells you to. Yeah. You should. And in the last mm-hmm. episode, you told a story of somebody who did this exact thing. Right. And um, how that by sending that note, expressing mm-hmm. or letter, expressing what the person had done and then expressing them forgiving that person. Right. How that that triggered a reconciliation in people's lives. I'm not saying you always have to do that. Sure. Um I think that there is a reality that we understand again, if the, and we're going to dive into this folks in the next episode, um, from a spiritual standpoint, but we need to really understand that, um, the offender is the one who forgives. And if we hold unforgiveness, 
we're offending the one who has forgiven us. Right. So in this process, not only am I releasing the person that has offended me, but I'm also repenting to the father, to God for holding unforgiveness, for doing, for not doing to others what you've done to me. Right. And that's that. If you forgive others, I will forgive you. You kind of thing. Um, so write a note of forgiveness, not only to the person who's offended you, but try this out. Mm-hmm. Write one to yourself. Right. I really think dad, that the hardest mm-hmm. person for me to forgive is me. It always is. Forgiving ourselves is the most difficult part of the whole process. Why do you think that is? Well, because we're, you know, we're, we're personal beings and we live with the reality of, of what it ha- what has happened. It's inflicted pain on us. Um, we're the, we're the, um, we're the center of it all, I guess you could say. And, uh, and yet in the process of moving through to forgiveness, again, you mentioned it earlier, it takes two to tango. We, we discover that we had a part in it too. Yep. We always want to blame the offend offender, but the offendee has a part in it oftentimes because of holding on to it and building up the resentment and all the negativity that comes out of it. So we have to be willing to Lord forgive me and Hey John, let it go. Yeah. You know, be thankful that you've it's resolved. Be thankful that you've journeyed through it. You you've come past it. You've stepped through to a new realm, a new, new, uh, freedom or whatever. Um, and so you you got to be willing to let yourself go too, um, and uh, I think that's sometimes the most difficult challenge we have. But I think it's it's probably the most conclusive because I know if I've truly forgiven someone, I know that I have done that because not only when I think of them and look at them, I can uh, have a sense of uh, uh, thanksgiving that it that issue has resolved yeah but i have a sense of levity a sense of joy and peace that i didn't have before and so um, being willing to forgive yourself is definitely part of that equation i am sure everybody who is listening has had conversations with themselves yeah and if we're honest most of those conversations are in a negative light sure why are we so willing (laughs) to uh, have these negative conversations you're so fat. Oh, you're so stupid. Why do you keep doing this? Why do I do this? I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Why does it seem to be that that's okay? But to have a conversation with yourself to say, you know what self? Yeah. I forgive you. You're right. You know what self? You're not a hard hearted person. You have a soft heart. Um, self, we're not going to let this continue to hinder us. Johnny, I forgive you of, holding on to this and how it's made us sick. I absolve you and I give you, I release you from all that. Yeah. Those conversations we don't often have, but yet we need to. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And the conversations we have with ourselves are incredibly important. Right. That is so true. So again, I, I just think the more that people write this stuff down, um, I know we're in a digital age and I would encourage you not to use a computer. No. I think there is something about a hand with a pen or a pencil and paper. Right. You're writing it down. You're putting, it takes much more effort to write a paragraph out with a pen than it does to type it mm-hmm. with your fingers. 
Um, and this is my opinion. I just think you got to write it down, get it out there, as well as forgiving the other person, forgiving yourself, releasing yourself from holding that unforgiveness to the person. And then at some point, if you really want to finish it, I think this is the hardest part. But to me, this is the test of forgiving. You pray for the person. Yeah. If you're a praying person, maybe you're not a Christian who's listening, but um, praying for that person goes back to that flipping the lens. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know exactly what is going on in their life. Right. But mm-hmm. there was obviously something that triggered that, especially sure. if we're friends. Right. Um, but just pray for that person. I don't know what this person is going through, but they're obviously going through something. And, um, you know, we, you and I have talked often about, and you've alluded to it, how that epigenetics, everything is connected. Yeah. Um, so they just real quickly, they did an experiment with, with some, some at talk about yeah, that well, for just a second. Yeah. They took a proton, which is a smallest particle of light and they split the proton. So they, they divided it. Right. And then they had this instrument. They took that proton and they, they sent this proton in two different directions, seven miles one way, seven miles another way. So the two protons eventually were 14 miles apart, Hmm. but yet they were part of the whole. They were one that had been divided. Right. And then they electronically uh, stimulated one of these protons. And the reaction of this one proton, the other proton, 14 miles away, responded the same way. With no stimuli. With no stimuli. Because there was this connectivity that was there. Because they were all part of the whole. No well, physical tubing, no, physical, no no wiring, just no, no. They they were they were in they were in this. Um, um, they were in a it? container. They were in a container, right? But it, but it was they were fourteen miles apart, right? And when they stimulated this one proton, and it started to wiggle and react, the other one did the very same thing almost simultaneously, just a split second. It reacted the very same way, right? So then from that analogy, we can assume whatever you do to one end, the other end is going to feel the same thing. That's right. So when we are struggling with unforgiveness, we don't even realize what that is doing to the person that has offended us. That's true. That's true. And so that's why praying for that person and releasing them really is important. And then the ultimate test, if you really want to know that... uh, You've forgiven someone, bless them. Yes. You know, actually begin to think good about them and, right. and care for them. And that's where maybe that's where sending a, a note or a card and not even referencing the thing that you've forgiven. Sure. You know, just a sure. card of thanking them and whatever. But when you can bless somebody right. in spite of what they've done to you, mm-hmm. man, that's where you've really processed that's, through it. I think you made it to the mountaintop there. Yeah, uh, I remember certain ones that that I processed through, and being able to walk up to them with joy in my heart for them, not with this sense of uh, of anger and frustration anymore, but because of what the Lord enabled to process me through and the liberation that I experienced. 
This has happened to you multiple times. Multiple times. Why don't you tell one story real quick as we wrap up? Again, no names. <laughs> no names. <laughs> we will change the names to yeah, protect the innocent. No, no, no names. No names. I, uh, I, you talk about multiple times. I can think of multiple times, but I'll, I'll just talk about. Uh, uh, I think I mentioned this before in various settings, but uh, as a pastor, you know, you have people come, you have people go. You invest in people. You sow your life into people, and and you're glad to have them, but you don't like it when they walk away from you because again. Uh, you feel like they've abandoned you or they've discredited you or just don't care about you and your vision, whatever. And that had happened to me a couple of times in, in pastoral ministry. And um, I didn't realize till one day in my, my prayer time, the Lord showed me my heart that I was holding unforgiveness toward these people. And when he showed that to me, I mean, it broke my heart. I began to weep and I thought, man, I, I, I want this out of me. I don't want to hold on to unforgiveness because... It certainly, and I knew the the negative impact, but not just that. I just knew it wasn't pleasing to the Lord. And so, um, uh, six thirty in the morning, I started making phone calls and calling people, and I was weeping on the phone. And said, "Hey, this is identify myself." And I said, "I just wanted to call and ask you for your forgiveness because I've held unforgiveness and anger in my heart against you for walking out on me and leaving the church, and felt like you abandoned me, but I just want you to know uh, the Lord showed me my heart's impure, and I, I want free from this, and I ask you to forgive me, please, and I release you in my heart. Uh, you belong to God. You don't belong to me type thing, you know. But anyway, in the process of all that, I got so liberated. Yeah. And your mother was with me in, in both those times and um, in that prayer session. And uh, when I was in another venue and that person and all those people eventually – but that person I'm thinking of in particular was there. And as soon as I saw them, instead of having this tendency to want to go the, a different direction right. and not look at them and be frustrated and angry again, I had this, I just walked right up to them, shook their hand, smiled at them. Right. And we had this formulated, this relationship again that we used to walk in before this offense happened, you know. And, uh, and a beautiful thing out of this is some of those folks eventually came back and are with us now. Yeah, because of the reconciliation that that was initiated when I just simply made that call, and uh, and wanted to wanted to find this sense of uh, not just personal freedom but this sense of unity uh, that we're to have as as brothers and sisters right. in the Lord, you know. So, um, and the fact that now we can be around each other, it's not even a thought in my mind. Right, I don't have it's not there. Yeah. I can recall it. I can, if I want sure. to, but I have the authority not to. But we to. choose not to. And I choose not to because I enjoy the freedom over the pain that I was struggling with when it, it was revealed to me that I was holding unforgiveness in my heart. And so I think that's the ultimate. When you can bless somebody and you can walk on together with this sense of, uh, hey, we're, we're, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Right. We're, 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 we're in this human family together and we can go on without uh, continuing to um, inflict pain upon upon one another it's a great great place to it be. is i and uh, there are some people that maybe they've done a lot of what we've said today but they still struggle with the feelings um and that causes them to question you know have i really forgiven someone i mean why am i still feeling this way um I want you to know that's a real thing, yes. and we're going to talk about that in the next episode. We're going to we're going to talk about what that is, give you an analogy, and then uh, talk about some spiritual ramifications that can help us with forgiveness. Because my friend, 
only the forgiven can really forgive. Right. And there are things that we can determine to do in ourselves, but man, there are some things that we can't do on our own and we've got to have some help to allow us to do something that we don't, we, we can't really accomplish on our own. And forgiveness is one of those. And that's why having a relationship with God is so vitally important. And I, I want to encourage you to check out the third episode in this uh, series. We are going to talk about that relationship. And if you have a relationship with God, we're going to challenge you to really put it into practice. Mm-hmm. It's not just enough to, to be happy with, hey, I've, I've accepted Christ and I'm going to heaven. If it doesn't, I remember telling God this one time um, as I made a, a, a reconnection with the Lord in the middle of my life. And, and I just finally got on and said, Lord, if you can't help me on Monday, you're of no use to me on Sunday. It doesn't matter because if it doesn't translate to real life, what is the point? Sure. And that's where we're going to go in the last episode in this series. I encourage you to check it out and join us again on the next edition of the Renewed You podcast because you can find freedom and forgiveness if you really want to. We'll see you then.